Welcome to a live preaching message from the Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, New York City. Kadesh Family Church, Manhattan, is the Apache of the Kadesh Family Churches in North America, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message.
are you glad about that? And he bore the burden all the way to Calvary, where he suffered and died all alone. And it may say, How much, much, much better. Father, we thank you for these offerings. We bless you, Holy Spirit. We ask that, Lord, you sanctify these givings. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you bless the hands that give it. I cause them to be multiplied, O oh God. Anoint them, bless them, protect them, preserve them and have your way in their lives in Jesus name that we pray and let every saint say every saint say amen are you excited to be in the house of the Lord I think you should stand and lift up your hands unto the Lord and begin to ask the Holy Spirit please to minister unto you after hearing this song that how marvelous how wonderful he is
the Lord your Savior. His love, is the Savior's love is in you. I think if you believe that that Savior's love is in you, lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Thank you. Lift it up. Lift it up unto him in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says that how pleasant, how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says it's like the ultimate of that runs through the of Aaron in the name of Jesus Holy Spirit oh God Madoba Libra Mazopa Dikazoli Yandalaba Iresoka Bandalaba somebody in spirit speak spirit speak spirit in the name of Jesus in the mighty name of Jesus oh Berebo Kabanda Lift up your hands. The hands lifted up means you are surrounded unto the Holy Spirit. This morning, if you are here and you believe the power of the Holy Spirit, you believe that Jesus Christ died and rose up again for you and me, then lift up your hands. He will minister unto you. The power of God in this auditorium is strongly upon us this morning. Somebody avail yourself, Jesus. The son of the living God. Have confidence in the name of the Lord this morning. Somebody, I want you to have confidence. Have that confidence in the name of Jesus. The name Jesus is a strong tower. The Bible said that at the mention of that name, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God. Oh yes, begin to have confidence in the name of Jesus. Ali Rebe. Yes, 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 my God, our God, thou Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, we lift your name higher, we lift your name higher, we lift your name higher. We lift your name. Oh, they shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, shout hallelujah. Oh, shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Oh, shout hallelujah. Oh, shout hallelujah. Somebody lift up your hands and begin to shout the name.
only the voices to shout the hallelujah unto the Lord. The voices, lift up your voice and begin to shout. Oh, shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. We lift your name. Oh, we lift your name. We lift your name. We lift your name. you are the I am that I am Lord without you we are nothing oh God the Bible says that our life is like a vapor it comes out oh God and it flies and it disappears but you are the everlasting God this morning Lord we come before your presence and we ask for your hands to be upon us that our lives will never be the same transform our hearts renew our mind and let your perfect will be done in our life father your will is that none of us will be perished none of us will die prematurely none of us will be sick none of us will be poor neither any one of us will be broken in the mighty name of jesus for this is the declaration of your word that you came that the poor will be rich my god the brokenhearted will be healed this afternoon lord we thank you and we bless you for your presence i commit myself to you i ask that lord you speak through me i empty myself before you lord that you give me a tongue of learned that the words that i speak will not be my own words but you will speak through me give me that courage that boldness to declare your name unto your people that yea lord they will not leave this place the same Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name that we pray. And let every saint say, Amen. Amen. Give a clap offering unto the Lord. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. I believe if you are in this auditorium and your heart is receptive your mind is opened and you are ready to receive the word of God then your life will never be the same I want you to put everything beside you whatever you are going through whatever is bothering you whatever has brought pain to your body or your mind or afflictions I want you to just put your mind in Christ Jesus whom came from the heaven and died for us through that preparation, his word 
will have its free course in your life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You know, remember Jesus Christ was with many, many people. And not all of them became a disciple. Those who didn't believe him left him. And those who believe, they stood with him. And the Bible says because they stood, the anointing of the Lord came upon them. Hallelujah. So if you are here and you trust in the name of the Lord, I believe God will do wonders in your life. Church, the only way for things of God to happen in your life is allowing his word to abide in you. If the word of God does not abide in you, I don't care how many tithes you gave and the offerings you gave, it will not be well with you. Because he says, if my words abide in you and you abide in me. Now, the everything that you ask in my name, in my father's name, that is what shall be happens unto you. So, we are, we are children of devil when the word of God is not in us. In fact, Satan has access to us freely. The only thing that Satan cannot touch is the word of God. And I want you to know that he also knows the word. He knows the word. In fact, he tempted Jesus Christ through the word of God. The word. <laughs> he tempted and he is the word. The word that Bible says that is a spirit. Satan spoke that word. So he will not come to you with darkness, things that will scare you. He will come to you through the word of God. He, let me tell you this. He will use the word. When he came to tempt Eve, he uses the word of God. In fact, he entered Peter to the point where Peter has declared a powerful revelation to the Holy Spirit. Before, right after that, five minutes after that, Satan came to him. And God said, get deep behind me. Satan, somebody who has declared the name of the Lord as what? You are the son of the living God. Can you imagine? And Jesus declared, said over him, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Imagine if Jesus himself is giving you such an accolade. I mean, compromising you through this. Your shoulders will be big. Of course, you will be proud. That's why Satan will come. <laughs> Many of us, when we do things and we get compliments from God, we become so proud to the point as if you don't even walk on the earth. You act as if you alone, when you walk, you are in the air. And when you go to the bathroom, it doesn't smell. That is how unique person you have become all of a sudden. So nobody can touch you. Nobody can even have a casual conversation with you because you are too proud. But humility, humility is what Satan cannot stand. You can know all scriptures in you, but without the spirit of humility, he will take hold of you. So I ask, the church to humble themselves and when you come to church you empty yourself and say Lord speak to me don't look at the vessel that is standing before you then you will fall because this vessel also have a debt at the back that he himself cannot see but you 
you have the eyes to see those things. And that is what Satan is going to let you dwell on. But remember, the Bible says that the, the stone that was rejected by the builder, it became the cornerstone. That is what God used to build his house. You will, build, you will be the one who God is going to use to build the house of God. I said you, irrespective of what you've done, what you've been through, what people will say about you, you are the one that God is going to use because you are the reason why he came to the earth. Not the righteous. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I bring you greetings from the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the son of the living God. He says hi to you. <laughs> Your response is so weak. You don't believe that. He probably was like, who is this man? Who is, what, what have you seen? I, I'm saying what I've seen. And I'm saying what I've heard. Many of us sitting here, as I'm preaching, you will be hearing something different. All of you are sitting here. If we finish, you may not give me the descriptive. If I ask you to summarize it, every one of you, should, it will be different. This is the reason why the gospel of Jesus Christ, the word is not word to word. It's not precept upon precept, line by line. Other than that, it would have been a lie. The book of Matthew says different things. Even though John, the gospel of John is saying the same thing, but it's different precepts, true or false. That shows the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We will all be sitting here. But your prayer, your faith, your heart is what's going to determine the word that is coming to you today. How the word will affect you is by how you receive it. Hallelujah. Amen. And second thing, I bring you greetings from our own father, Reverend Kwame Owusudeko. It's a good place to put your hands together. <laughs> Reverend is not here, and a good father never leaves his children empty. Neither will he leave you hungry. He always makes sure the house is full of food, that every one of us here will be fed properly. Hallelujah. And the diet that he has given, I believe, is a good diet for you. Hallelujah. It's not a diet that is going to cause your stomach to be running, hallelujah. But it's a diet that is going to help you, that is going to nurture you, that is going to assist you to be strong in the word of God. I see you becoming a strong Christian. I see you becoming a strong Christian in the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Amen. Last week, Lady Pastor Pamela taught us the word of God. The many are called, but few are chosen. chosen. And he, she gave us reasons why people are afraid to serve the Lord. Fear is one of them that he, she taught us. And I believe the church has overcome the spirit of fear, true or false? Ah, your true is weak because you are not. You are still afraid. We have overcome the spirit of fear. The Bible says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Of power and of love and of what? A sound mind. I see you having a sound mind. I see peace coming onto your home. I see power coming over you. The dynamos you shall receive in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, that was a feeding 527 that we had for the whole month of um, February. Now we are in the month of March. 
and we are continuing with our feeding 527 with the book entitled The Art of Shepherding. It's a book written by our Father. Every scripture in this book is obtained from the Holy Bible. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Everything that is, every scripture, every scripture is from the Holy Bible. The last time I checked, Bishop, he cannot add more to the Bible or take anything out. But he elaborates so that we can understand. Hallelujah. So it's a good book that is going to help all of us. The Bible says that all of us have been predestined and we have been called. The Lord has ordained us in John 15, 16. The Bible said that I have chosen you. You didn't choose Jesus. He has chosen you and what? Ordained you. The ordination is not only for the pastors, neither is for the shepherds. But God has ordained every one of us here this morning. To do what? To go. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should what? Go and bring forth what? Win souls. Bring fruit. Win souls for Christ. That there should be what? And that your fruit should remain. So if you are winning a soul and the soul is not remaining, something wrong. And there's a semicolon that if the soul is remaining, something great will come over you. What is that? That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in his name, he may give it to you. So the condition to receive from the Father is to establish a soul in the house of God. It's simple as that. And last time I was here, I was telling the church, if we count, if we scan through of us, we are more than 65 sitting here right now. Now, if every one of us win a soul for, uh, in a week, what will be the number? 130. 130 for one week, correct? Wow. Two weeks, that soul you will bring also win. So, 130 plus 130, what will we become? So, in a month, this church here, you know, it will be full of souls. It's not happening because we are not acting upon the word of God. It's not happening because we don't believe. Because if you believe, you will constantly talking to people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, what you don't see is that, or what you don't know is that, the words that you are speaking are not your words. Reasons why it has not affected others is because you are not speaking it. Because you are afraid. You have allowed the fear fear of the devil, the devil's fear has entered you and you don't even want to speak. But church, let me tell you, there are greater things in you. You have no idea the power that you carry. You don't until you speak it. You have no idea the power that is in your hands. You are even afraid to declare the word at your workplace because your character, your behavior it's not conducive. In fact, it pushes people away from you. Your life is so contagious that when people see they get sick, they get sick in their stomach. There's no Christ in you. But 
You can make your life very infectious through the power of the Holy Spirit that when people see you, they see Jesus in your life. They see Christ. You don't have to minister the word of God. They will follow you because they see something great in your life. What do they see when they see you? Do they see Jesus or they see Diabolo? That is a stock that you need to take. You have to evaluate yourself to see where you stand. Where you stand when people see you. When you are going, will people say, ah, there's something about you, something unique about you. Why is it that I need to be like you? I want to follow you. You don't have to preach. Indeed, you bring them, they will see it. But nobody wants to follow you. Nobody wants to follow you. In fact, when you see you coming, they are running away. If they see you coming, as soon as they are coming, they see you now, they started going to the, the same direction that you are going so that you don't catch up to them. In fact, they double their steps. They double their steps because they do not want to smell you. Today, God is changing you. You are becoming a shepherd today. A shepherd who will speak the words of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Do you want to become a shepherd? How many of you wants to be rich? How many of you wants to be a millionaire? If you want to be a millionaire, say amen. amen. Wow, that's loud. I said if you want to be a millionaire, say amen. amen. If you want to be a shepherd, say amen. amen. Indeed, you will become a shepherd. Amen. I hope you mean what you are saying now. It's, you know you yourself and God. <laughs> you see, let's be real, please. Let's be Christians. And let our yea be yea. And our no be no. It is better than to lie to yourself. Because that you become a child of devil. Because the Bible says that the father of all lies is Satan. And most times we lie to ourselves. We come to church, we declare, we live, then we act otherwise. The word is totally empty from us. In fact, we are totally bereft. When we walk outside to the church, know the word of God in us. No word. If you ask, what were the scriptures that used by Lady Pastor last week? If I go around and I ask without looking through your nose, should I do it? I'm sorry, I'm running away. <laughs> they say, don't try. <laughs> Hallelujah. Church, let's read something. Matthew chapter 13. I don't know if that's a scripture, I think. Matthew 13. This is the introduction of the book to you. Matthew 13, are you getting it for me, please? Let's read this. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. Continue. And great multitude were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat. And the whole multitude stood, stood on the shore. 
And he spake many things unto, unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower, this is what I'm looking for. A sower went forth to sow. Continue. And when he soweth, some seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them. Continue. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forth, forthwith they sprang up because they had no deepness of earth. Listen, this is a parable, but it's happening practically in life. It's not a story. Jesus' parables are not just a story to tell like kindergarten people to keep them happy. But he wants us to take lessons from his parables because certain people could not take the word. He has to speak to them in parables to open their eyes for them to see where he is coming from. Verse 5. 6, sorry. And when the sun was up, they were scorched and because they had no words. Roots, they withered away. It's happening every day, every Sunday in us. I'm not quite sure how many of you live from this place and go home in the night or in the morning after prayers and stuff like that, decided to take the message that was preached at their quiet time so that they can meditate on it, that the word of God will become fruitful in their life. The message will affect them. Many of us, I don't know if that's what we do. Because if we do that, Heavens will be open to us because the church will become the Laodicea church where the word of God ministered unto them. Church is quiet. I believe you've seen yourself coming up. The Lord is dissecting you. I think from today, we will leave this church every Sunday and go home and study the word. How would you know if the preacher is telling the truth? How? You need to take the word. Bible says in 2 Timothy 5.15, study 2.15, study to show thyself what? Approved. Unto who? A workman needed not to be what? But rightly dividing what? And what, what, where is the word of truth in your life? Jesus, I pray that God open your eyes. Church, nothing can defend you, neither anything can change you, but the word of God. The word is what you need. This virus that is going on, only the word that can preserve you. If his word is in you, nothing of evil can defoe you. I say nothing of evil can defoe you. You have the power to overcome the coronavirus. You do have the power. I said you have the power. There is nothing bigger than the great anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me. Anointed me. He has oiled me. When there is oil on you, when there is oil, there is reflection. When anything comes to you, somebody hits you like this, the hands doesn't hurt. It falls over. Because he is anointed. The anointing is upon you. The oil. You need the Holy Spirit. You need Jesus to live in you. I mean, we, Jesus, Lord. Many of us don't believe in the name Jesus that when you mention every niche about, you don't believe that if you are sick and you call the name of the Lord Jesus, that sickness might disappear. You have a burden on your shoulder. Call upon the name of the Lord. He says, call unto me in Jeremiah 33 verse 3. Call unto me and I, God, will answer unto you. 
that is the only telephone number in Bible. If you dial that number, he would indeed answer unto you. You want to live, become a great shepherd. You want to have life, become a shepherd. You want to receive the power of God, decide to work for the Lord. By the way, myself and Lady Pastor Anita wants to thank all of you very much for such a great gift. Um, the, God, the cards, the gifts, the prayers, they are amazing. And we are so grateful unto you. We thank God that we are part of your life and you are also part of us. It's a privilege for us to serve you. So we are so grateful for all the gifts and your prayers and the cards that you're giving to us. Uh, we thank Reverend Kwame, Lady Pastor Pamela, the shepherds and the leaders of this church. We are grateful to you. God bless you. Thank you very much. I want to introduce book, this book to you. It's a, that's the book that we are going to use for the rest of the month. And I believe by the time we finish teaching this book or using this book, every one of our lives will be affected. And our lives will never be the same. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm using this book from chapter 14. What it means for the sheep to have no shepherd. You know, when I was in Bridgeport, I shared a message when I was in Bridgeport, many, many souls' heart was touched. And the title of the message, this is the title of the message. Why every believer needs a shepherd. Now, in the book, Bishop also have what it means for the sheep to have no shepherd. That is what we are going to study today, this morning. And many of us probably doesn't know what a shepherd is because all that we know what a shepherd is, is somebody who always walking on the field, walking, having a stick in the hand, directing the sheep to the green pasture, true or false. That is the English definition of a shepherd, right? Okay. So in the book... Bishop is giving us the definition of a shepherd. He says that there is no need for us to struggle with the definition of a shepherd. A shepherd is a caring, loving guide to the sheep. A shepherd is someone whom God has called to look after sheep. In the Bible, God's people are called sheep. And he raises up men and he calls them shepherd to look after these sheep. God does not see us as a collection of snakes. Neither sees us as lizards or cats or dogs. No, he sees us as a group of sheep who need love, care, and guidance. Church, this is what human beings need in life to survive. God created us to have a shepherd 
who will love us, who will guide us. Remember the song that you were singing? You said, he's wonderful, he's marvelous, and his love is in where? It's in you. True or false? The love of God is in you. And the Bible said that for God so loved the world that he sent his son Jesus Christ to come and die for us. Jesus did not die because you did something good or you have repented. Whilst you... <laughs> you are not preaching with me. Whilst you are yet sinners. But the reason why the word is not in us is that when someone offends us, we hold that against them. We hold that against them. There's the bickering going on within us. There's fighting. There's division. There's aimless. We don't even believe that Jesus Christ came and died for us whilst we were yesterday. You have forgotten that. You have forgotten that God said that for all have sinned and come short to his glory. To the glory of the Lord. But you are holding on to the one who has offended you in the church. From outside, you've brought it into the church. And because of that, you have people that you don't talk to. You have people that you don't even smile to. In fact, when you, they see you, they're afraid. They wonder what's going on with you. As if you alone, the whole world is against you. Just put a smile in your face. You don't know who will be affected by seeing that smile. Come on, cheer up. Yeah, you see, it's infectious. It's so infectious. So develop a character, a temperament where you, when people see you, they are also laughing. Keep laughing. They may think you are crazy, but in the eyes of God, you are the most wisest person. The Bible says in Isaiah that he will make the magician look what? Ridiculous. Things that people think you are a fool, God is going to use it to your benefit. Just humble yourself. Let them say whatever they, they want to say. I know you, what you used to do. Let them say it. Amen. Whose report do you believe? Whose report do you believe? Is there a God in Gilead? There is a bomb in Gilead. Then is there a doctor? Is there a physician? Is there a God? And if there is, why are you believing the report of a doctor or report of a man or what people are saying about you? You are a chosen generation, a peculiar child, a royal priesthood. God has chosen you. You are a born-again Christian. Don't forget that. Don't. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. You stand in that word. You will see the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. The things that people used to see over you. Look, do not be intimidated about what people will say about you. You are, look, Jesus Christ... Who owns the world? He came, he created the heavens and the earth. They say things bad about him. <laughs> no sin, no blemish. How much more you? Now, what you have forgotten is that if they don't say anything bad about you, you are not a believer. You are not a Christian. So expect that, that when it happens, you say, this I know. It has been done to my father, but who am I? But you are so proud. You think you are so big. You think you, 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 you wear certain clothes. You have certain shoes. You, have, you drive certain cars. Because of that, everybody must respect you. Everybody must say good things about you. Church, that's pride. That is pride. Today you are overcoming that. I said you are overcoming that because of the grace of God.
Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Psalm 95, verse 6 to 7. I'm introducing the book to us. I'm introducing the book, The Work of the Shepherd. Psalm 95, verse 6, please. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Verse 7. Verse 7, please. For he is our God, and we are the people of his what? Pastures. Are you reading with me? And the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice. Today, if you will hear his voice. Continue. And harden not your heart as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. If only you can hear his voice when trials and tribulation comes in your way, when the enemy comes to attack you, if only you can hear hearken to his voice, he will be there to protect you. He will be there to preserve you. Coronavirus may come, but God will protect you. You will not be victimized. Look, don't forget who you are. The Bible says that you are no longer a slave. You are a child of God. Anything that could not remain in the body of Jesus Christ, it will never remain in you. This comes through faith. If you believe, then that will manifest over you. Anything that could not remain in Jesus, the son of the living God of Nazareth, anything that could not remain in him will not remain in you. Glory be to God. I say glory be to God. Because the Bible says in the book of Genesis that he created us in what? In his own image. Genesis 1.26. He formed us and he, he breathed through us. The breath of the Lord Jesus Christ is within us. So any air that the enemy breathes is contrary. It cannot remain in us. Now, this comes when you walk in the steps of the righteous. You know, this morning I was telling the church, you cannot come to church and say, I pay my tithe, I give offerings, I go to camp. Then you remain in the same state you are sinning. I mean, you are insulting people, you are fornicating, you are cheating, you are lambasting people, you are gossiping. Hey, look, no matter what tithe, you will not do well. No windows of heavens will be open unto you. Coronavirus, if you don't do the righteous thing and we are praying, you will be affected. Today, the Holy Spirit is going to fumigate you. He is going to fumigate your body in the name of Jesus. I see the church walking in the steps of the righteous. You know, in Corinthians, Paul said, it has reported to me in glory <laughs> that many of you are doing certain things, abomination things, things that does not please God. And because of the domination has come over them. Why was that domination? Because of the unrighteous living. Please, 
let's take the word of God and pray for the spirit of obedience that every time we hear the word, as difficult as it is, if we want God to help us, he will make things easy for us. God, listen, God, eh, he's the sovereign God. No matter what you are going through, don't you know that he knows that we are sinners? Look, he came as the form of a man. When he came, he saw all of them. He acknowledged the things that a man, can, you know, it's difficult for a man. But he wants you to be cautious, saying that, you know what? I am going to direct my life. I will allow myself to be directed by the word of God. And with that thought, he will give you the grace. I said he will give you the grace to walk through. You don't know my lifestyle. I have a story to tell. I do have a story. And one day, I will write that book. And I know many of you would like to read it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, the shepherd is the one that will care, that cares for the sheep. When you care, what do you do? You feed us. You nurture us. You encourage us. You pray for us. As a sheep, I'm expecting my shepherd to pray for me. Many years ago, I was a sheep. I'm still a sheep because I have many pastors who are my shepherds. They still guide me. By the time that I was nothing, that I was a sheep, I have these pastors following me, consistently praying for me, making sure that I'm doing the right thing. To the point sometimes I didn't even want to hear their voice, their voices. But their constant pruning, constant feeding, constant caring, constant love, because of that, one day, I yield myself. And I said, from today, I am dedicating my life. That is availability. When you avail yourself for the word of God, you, you yield yourself to the counsel that are given to you. That is when you begin to see. You see, many of you, you don't want the pastors to visit you because you don't want the pastors to know your business. That is why you are in the same situation. You want the pastors to visit you? You are, you are like that, right? I know this young lady many, many years ago when I was in um, Yonkers, true or false? Yes. I visited her several times. As a matter of fact, I prayed for her mother, I remember. Mom was not well then, right? Yes. We went there, we prayed, and the Spirit of the Lord touched the mother. And she was with us in Yonkers. And I came back to Manhattan, and I went to Bridgeport. For some reason, I lost contact. And she also left the church. I don't know what happened then. But miraculously, every time I go to Trace Towers, I'm trying to see if I can find her. <laughs> because I don't have the number. And I forget the apartment number where they live. But somehow, Winnie was at Tracy. And she bumped onto her. She said, where is Pastor Nana? And he said, where have you guys, where have you been? And we said, oh, we are back to Manhattan. She said, I would love to be there. And I called her. Right away, I took the number from Winnie. Saturday, I called her. I said, I want to see you in the church. She said, I'm coming. I heard today she's here to hear the word of God. 
Do not give up on people. Do not. I don't lose numbers. I don't know how her number disappeared from my phone. I guess because of changing phones sometimes, for some data, when you transfer numbers, not all of them comes. That is how I lost. Because even when I left, I was still following her. Yeah. Please, have compassion for souls. Have hearts. Because if we do not follow the sheep, they become aimless. Sheep without direction. No purpose. They become aimless. A lot of people are in church. They don't even know why they are in church. They are only worried about their issues. But I tell you one thing. When you become a shepherd and you start thinking about your issues, God tends to take care of your own issues whilst you are thinking about others. It's a miracle. It's, 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 it's a mystery. The mind of a man cannot comprehend that. I'm just giving you the revelation of becoming a shepherd by doing the work of God. When you stop talking about your issues, God begins to fix your issues for you. Why? Because you have stopped talking about your issues. Now you are thinking about your friend. You are thinking about somebody. Your husband, your friend, your sister is sick. But you are taking time and you are praying for somebody else. God will by all means heal your sister, your husband, your friend that is sick, that you are so worried. I'm giving you a revelation. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spiritual revelation that God gives to us. Hallelujah. So that is what a shepherd do. Now, if that's what a shepherd do, then I also want you to know the reasons why what happened when a sheep does not have a shepherd in his life. Second Corinthians, I mean Chronicles chapter 18 verse 16. Second Chronicles. This morning we share this. So I'm going to really uh, recap these two. Then we jump into the, the third and the fourth. If possible, we'll do the fifth within ten minutes. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 18, 16. The Bible says, and the kings, then he said, I did see all Israel scattered upon the mountains as sheep that have no what. So, a place where there is no shepherd, what happened? The sheep will scatter, right? Very good. And the Lord said, these have no master. Because there's no shepherd. The shepherd who's supposed to lead them is not there. Let them return, therefore, every man to his where? His house in peace. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Numbers 27 verse 15. And in the Bible, there are many, many scriptures that talks about sheep being scattered because there is no shepherd. Confusion. Confusion. And Moses spake unto the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of the spirit of the all flesh, set a man over the congregation. We need a shepherd. This is a prayer that... The, 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 the great prophet Moses prayed to God. Let the God set a man before the congregation. Hallelujah. Which may go out before them. Which may what? Go in before them. So obviously God is saying that for you to go out and for you to come in. You need a direction. 
You need someone to direct you. You need someone to teach you how to do your quiet time. You need someone to guide you how to pray. You need someone to advise you that it is not good to go to a strip club. You need someone. You think it's okay because that's the lifestyle that you've been living. But you need a shepherd in your life to teach you that this world, there are evil darkness. Until you give yourself to Jesus Christ, your life will not be well. You need someone. Verse 17. Which may go out before them and which may go in before them. Which, and which may lead them out and which may bring them in. That the congregation of the Lord be not what? A sheep which have no shepherd. We need shepherds in our life. For us to do well, we need shepherds. Mark chapter 6 verse 34. Excuse me. Mark 6, 34. The Bible said, and Jesus, when he came out, saw much people, and he was what? Moved. Why was he moved? Why was Jesus moved? With what? Compassion towards who? Them. Who are them? The sheep. Because they were a sheep not having a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Many things. If you don't gather them to teach them many things, they become aimless. If you don't gather them and teach them the word of God, our children will go out and have sex with their contemporaries thinking that it's okay. Because that is what the world sells. The world is selling sex. In fact, they are giving the students condoms. They are teaching them you can have sex by protecting yourself, even if you are underage. That is what the world says. Now, church, I'm telling you, if you don't sit down with your daughter, your son, that is what the teachers are teaching them. That is what the authorities are teaching them. And these children believe in the voice of their teachers more than you. So you need to pray and teach them the word of God, which is a spirit and life. Because when you speak that word into their life, you, speak, you are speaking spirit into them. You are speaking life. In fact, it's contrary to the voice of their teachers. It's contagious. It fights them. It fights them. It says, no, 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 no. That's not what they are teaching me at home. That's not what my parents are teaching me. That is not what my pastors are teaching me. You don't do. So what they hear, they go and, and practice it. You try to teach them the word of God if they will not practice it. The devil is a liar. You need to escalate your voice over your children and put them in a position where they will not become aimless. They will not become children without purpose. They will not become children without direction. Teach them the word of God. Sit down with them. Teach them in their puberty. Let them know that these are the things that is going to happen. Don't be shy. Don't be afraid. Don't say that the school will teach them. Yay! The school will teach them. Don't. Please be careful. Are you teachers? You are the principal. You are the teacher. Is it true or false? Do you give condoms to the teachers, the students? The school brings condoms to them and they give it to them. Why? What is condom for? What do we use condom for? A balloon? You, you, you put condoms on your mouth and you blow them as a balloon? Look, look, I'm speaking wisdom. I'm not just joking. It's happening in life. Great children are becoming victimized. They are being pregnant and doing abortion, not only having sex as sin, but they are also aborting them. Parents don't know. 
Look, I've seen 12 come into the hospital. I work in the same area. And then my heart bleeds, and I question them, why? Because they're having sex. If you don't have sex, you... Look, the last time I checked, the only person who was pregnant without a seed from a man is Mary. And your name is not Mary. You know, you may be laughing, but I've seen 10 year old being pregnant. I've seen 12 years being pregnant. In the hospital, the mother didn't know she was there. And they were doing abortion. She would go home as if nothing has happened. Satan has taken hold of her. She will get married, and all of a sudden, she cannot conceive. And she said, There's a demon, there's a witchcraft. It's not. Pray. Don't pray for the church. Be happy that you are part of the church, that the word of God will be ministered unto you. Don't take yourself out. Don't let anything deceive you by taking yourself from this church. You are in a good church by the grace of God. You belong to a good church. Don't you see? Reverend Kwame wants to gather the children and talk to them about their school, about their college, how they will do. He, he wants to teach them the little that God has given to him, that knowledge. He wants to share. So pray for him that God will continue to give him that wisdom to gather us and help us that our children will grow and become well. In Jesus' name. One of the points that bishop gave to us it says what it means for the sheep to have no shepherd is that we become aimless people are aimless and without direction when there is no shepherd to lead them to lead them out and bring them in hallelujah ezekiel 34 verse 1 ezekiel and jesus ezekiel please and, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, That saith the Lord God unto the shepherds. Woe be to the shepherds. Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Today, Pastors, shepherds, so-called, quote-unquote, pastors and shepherds do not visit. Neither would they counsel people. Neither would they wake, arise in the morning and pray for the sheep. Because they are for their need. But rather, they would like to collect from the church. Take. Give me. Always taking. Always taking. That's all they know. But the Bible said that it is blessing to give than to receive. Now listen to what is happening. The word woe means curse. Be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flock? Verse 4. Verse 3. Ye eat the facts, and ye clothe you with the wool. Ye kill them that are fed, but ye feed not the flock. The disease have yet not strengthened. We don't pray for the sick. You don't, you don't encourage people when their heart is broken. You don't pray for them as a shepherd. What work? Who are you? 
You call yourself so-called shepherd. How many sheep do you have? How many sheep are you following? Are you praying for? Are you counseling? Are you teaching? How many? You've been in the church for years. You always want to be fed. Only you. Who are you feeding? Who are you counseling? Neither have ye healed that which was sick. Neither have ye bound up that which was broken. People's hearts are broken. People need the Lord to be encouraged. People need encouraged words in their life. Which was driven away. He said, that, that which was driven away, neither have ye sought that which was lost. How many of us that know people who doesn't come to church? And yesterday you are deep diving, looking for their numbers to call them and find out why are they not coming to church? Do you have compassion when you see the sheep being scattered? You leave this place. In fact, nothing about souls concern you, neither anything about church. It's only you and your household. Let me tell you, please, let me give you the revelation. As bad as it could be, when you decide to take care of the outside, God takes care of the inside for you. The Lord himself miraculously orchestrated for your children to do well in school, for your children to, to have a good names in school. In fact, somehow, people see Christ in your children because you are caring for the outside. And divine blessings come over them. Verse 5. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they become meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. When we don't teach our children, when we don't bring them to Christ, when we don't teach them with the word of God, they become beasts to the animals on the street. Satan has access to them. Because of that, their friends who have a boyfriend will talk to them, who has a girlfriend will talk to them, and they will yield to such. Because your voice is lowered before them. As a shepherd... Because you are not shepherd, and you know. You cannot even gather your children and teach them the word of God. Because you yourself, you are not even studying the word yourself. You are not. Jump to verse 10, please. Verse 9 and 10. I want to show you something there. Now, therefore, O ye shepherds. Now, God wants you to hear, every one of you this morning, please. Therefore, O ye shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Verse 10. That saith the Lord unto you. God is still saying it. Don't say that this was said to the prophet Ezekiel. It was past. He is still saying it. That saith the Lord. Behold, I am against the shepherds. I will require my flock at their hand. If the souls in the church are perished, God will hold you responsible. Oh, I'm not a pastor. It's only Reverend Kwame, Lady Pastor Pamela, Lady Pastor Anita, and you standing before me. You are the one that God is going to ask you because you are the pastor. Really? <laughs> and cause them, you see, <laughs> and at their hand, and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves anymore. Now, you don't know why you are struggling in life. Why certain things are not working for you. You don't know why you are sick. Because God is not going to feed you anymore. Meaning, he's not going to take care of you anymore. You pray, he doesn't hear you anymore. Because you don't care for others. He said, I'm not saying it. Are you reading with me? Please, are you reading with me? He says that I will deliver my flock from their mouth. <laughs> that they may not be meat for them. 
this message is not to scare you, but to encourage you. To encourage you to become more than what you've been doing in the house of God. In fact, God wants you to do well. God wants you to really do well. He wants you to build his house because people are perishing. Souls are perishing. And they need the Lord. Souls are perishing. There's a song by that, right? Yeah. I don't know that song, so I can't sing. Souls are perishing to eternity. Do you know the song? Yes, it's true. Souls are perishing. Their lives are becoming prey to the devils. Satan, look, look at the world. What is happening? People are dying, being infected by all this, this news. In fact, people don't even want to hug their family members anymore. They are afraid. Because they don't have anyone to counsel them that they are the temple of the Holy Ghost and the Spirit of the Lord dwelleth richly in them. And because of that, the blood of Jesus Christ will set them apart for the Holy Spirit. And nothing of evil can defoe them. No coronavirus can affect them. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, people will cough before you. The blood of Jesus Christ will be an hedge over you. I say the blood of Jesus Christ will be an hedge over you. Your life will be affected by the blood of Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. My time is up. I couldn't <laughs> share you all the, the points that I have, but I pray that Reverend Kwame comes, <laughs> he will give you more of that. But I just want to name them to you, that a sheep without a shepherd, you're becoming, you becoming weak. And diseases can affect you, hallelujah, because you need a shepherd to pray for you. And all of you, if you think you don't want to be a shepherd, you also have to make yourself a sheep who listen and yield to the counsel from the shepherd, please. That is why I'm saying that the battle is for all of us. We, we, I need you, you also need me. Without you, there will not be a pastor. Neither without me, there will be a sheep to sit there to be listened. Hallelujah. Without the sheep, there are unsolved troubles. Troubles are still existing without a shepherd. Hallelujah. And distractions of young people, our children, our young ones, they need shepherd to guide them, to teach them, to direct them, to pray for them. Without a shepherd, our children will go astray. Look at Lady Pastor Anita and Auntie Serena. They've taken the youth. They are going to teach them. They are not going to sell candies or talk about They are going to teach them the word of God that they will do well. And by the grace of God, every child in this church will do well in Jesus' name. Every child in this church will do well they, as they yield themselves to the word of God. All of them will do well in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And the last one, it says that there's lack and there's a shortage without a shepherd. We will lack. We will lack the word of God. We will lack prayer, gathering. We will lack meetings, encouraging one another. Hallelujah. Amen. And without God, without shepherd, most of us, our people, will, will, go, will be going off course. That means our children will go astray. Hallelujah. And we also will be going astray. Lift up your hands. Stand onto your feet and begin to pray to you. In the name of Jesus, 
Holy Spirit. Ask God to have his way in you. Ask God to have his way in you in the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Holy Spirit, have your way. You need a shepherd in your life to do well. Church, please. If you don't have a shepherd in this church, Reverend Kwame is our shepherd. And by the grace of God, we have created many shepherds who he has designated them for your soul. So if you don't have anybody following you, calling you after church, I want to see you. If you don't have anybody at all, who calls you to ask you how you are doing, how things are going, or you don't have anybody that you want to talk to, please, after church, we are here as shepherds. We, your, your life is so precious to us. We care more for your welfare in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, give me the grace to avail myself as a sheep to have a shepherd in my life. Shepherd of my soul, Jesus. I give you full control. Wherever you may be, I will follow. And I have made a choice. Lift up your hands and worship. To listen for your voice. Wherever you may be, I will go. take communion. Amen. Now, I want to let you know something about communion. Communion is something that do great things in our lives. It changes lives. It moves us. It heals us. It restores us. When you take communion, many things happen in your life, which is great things. That is the reason why God said we must do this often. However, in Corinthians chapter 11, verse 30. Can we read that scripture, please? Jesus. 30, verse 30. 1 Corinthians eleven thirty, please. Very good. So, many of us, probably, you've been taking communion often, probably didn't know this scripture, but I'm going to reveal to you what communion does for us, so that before we come to the table, we empty ourselves to God. Hallelujah. The Bible is saying that this is Paul when he was breaking the bread with the church. He laid it down, what can happen to them, because he had so many things. Then he said, for this cause, many are weak and sickly, among you and many sleep communion is something that when you take it brings healing it brings restoration empowerment it brings peace calmness but at the same time if you don't take it well it brings domination 
it brings sick to your body. So knowing that in, in, in Ezekiel, the Bible said that the only thing that has separate us from God is what? Sin. So we must take communion with the holy hearted. Before we come to the communion, I want you to lift up your hands and pray and say, Lord, if there's anything that I've done that does not please you, something I personally have done that do not please you, please forgive me. Forgive me, Lord, that the communion will be good in my end. That as I'm taking this communion, healing will take place. Restoration will take place. Oh, my God, in the name of Jesus, the brokenhearted will be healed. Do anyone who is sick here, you will receive your healing in the name of Jesus. You will receive your healing in the name of Jesus. For God says that the body of Jesus Christ is the flesh. He says, I am the, I'm the bread of the flesh. He is the bread. Jesus is the bread of life. If you take that bread, life comes unto you. So pray, use First John 1, 9 and ask God to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness and purify your heart as you are coming to the table in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit. Oh, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Father, have mercy on me. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Father, purify my heart. I know I have sinned against you, Lord. Please, take not thy spirit away from me, but make me whole. Cleanse me, oh God. Forgive me my sins. Sins that I know and those that I do not know, Lord. I ask for forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness. Have mercy on me. Let the blood of Jesus, the atonement, let it be unto me this moment, oh God. In Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we please take the communion? I want you to be in spirit. Let your mind be in the realm of... We hope that you've been blessed. Come join us for any of our services. Contact us on lci.newyork at gmail.com and visit us on the web at www.lcimanhattan.com.